Hello everyone and welcome back to Crying Pain and Paranoia. It's us. Welcome back. We're so happy you're here. I'm definitely not fiddling around with my mic. So this week we're going to be talking about cults. We both have a different cult we're going to cover. Um, so extra content warning for this episode. Cults are pretty nasty. Gnarly. Um, most people, like you can assume. It's you can gonna assume be happy. manipulation, um, abuse tactics. Um, uh, yeah, mine's just not good in general. It's very true crime heavy, and you know what that means. Yeah. Pretty dark, pretty gruesome. So be aware of that. Be aware who's listening around you, maybe. Um, yeah. So for me, for what I've been watching, listening to Dokey Spookies, um i've mostly just been watching criminal minds we love a good criminal minds and yeah that's pretty much it how about you emily i have no idea what i was thinking earlier phasmophobia phasmophobia that's what i was doing i've been playing phasmophobia with my friends um i am really brain dead phasmophobia with my friends and it's just really fun. It's a ghost hunting game, but you don't actually catch the ghost. You just try to determine what type of ghost it is, and then you leave, or else the ghost will kill you. Yeah. It's really fun because, like, the ghost can hear you, so it's, like, voice interactive. Um, yes, spooky. And I think that's about it. I've just been watching YouTube. Markiplier's new, YouTube, new movie is going to come out soon. Oh, yeah, huh? It's based on the horror indie game Iron Lung. Yeah, I'm I heard so about that. I'm so excited. So excited. I need to watch him and Jack play that game. I know they both played it and really liked it, but I don't think I watched it. It's good. It gets a little boring, to be honest, um, but the concept is really interesting. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what I'm talking about, y'all just Google it. Um, oh, Emily, how would you rate your paint today? today i feel like the pumpkins that they feed hippos at the zoo you know when they do the big time crunch yeah that's how i feel wow like the pumpkin that's being crunched i love that yeah how do you feel emily um you know in coco his like great great grandpa that he finds like the strange grandpa yeah i'm crying already he um (laughs) he's always like falling apart yeah and like bones are dropping and stuff that's how i feel because he's just a skeleton i get that just just crumbling like lego pieces you got to remember to pick up your rib bones occasionally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't feel very good no and our energy's so low we just had dinner and for some reason, as soon as we get food in us, is game over. You guys can probably always tell what episode we record twice. And twice? I meant second. <gasps> That's okay. I knew what you meant. In a recording <laughs> session because we're just like, oh All of a sudden, we're like, bleh. It's like two hours later. Ugh. Anyway. It's late. I'm a girl who goes to bed early or tries to at least. I just like being home. I like to ride in my bed. Time. Same. I'm a Taurus. I'm a Leo. I've got nothing. Like, every video I see calling out Taurus, they're just like, oh, you've been in bed all day because you just like being in bed. I'm like, leave me alone. 
Um, I just like my bed, quite honestly. I like to watch videos. I like to talk. And I'm tired, and I usually don't want to be in this room any longer than I have been all day. I have a theory that you are either a couch person or a bed person. 100%. Comment on our Instagram post this week if you're a bed person or a couch person. And then when this episode comes out, we'll be really confused as to what you mean. It'll be really funny. I'll be like, Emily, why are people commenting? It's like an inside joke. (laughs) Yeah, and we're not a part of it anymore because we're so removed. That'll be great. Anyways. We need to get started. (laughs) Yeah. This podcast contains sensitive material such as violence, murder, paranormal activity, and other adult topics, so listener discretion is advised. While we do research all of our episodes, we are just two Emilys with a microphone and a passion for all things spooky. Take it with a grain of salt. All of our sources will be in the show notes, or we'll tell them to you if we remember. Um, Good luck with that. I just looked mine up, so. Good job, Emily. Thanks. Okay, Emily. Colts. Colts, Colts, Colts. I'm really curious as to which one you chose. All I know is that you said it was in the 70s and that Bryce gave it to you. Yeah, Bryce, my husband, he's got a big noggin. You're laughing, but it's the facts. In this relationship, there's a smart Just one. Just the way that you're tapping your head is really funny. Yeah. One day we'll have visuals. Um, Excuse my eyes. We hear you sipping your soda. <laughs> I'll stop being mean to you now. <laughs> Just my cheeky hand bringing it over. I'm like nervous. <laughs> Try not to make noise. <laughs> Anyways, Bryce, we're really tired, I know. I'm just pointing to my brain at how tired I am. Proceed. Um, Bryce. Big Bryce brain. has a big brain. In this relationship, there's big brain and no brain. I'm the no brain one. Uh, I'm here creatively. I don't do numbers no, or letters yeah. or words. Absolutely. Um, so he listens to a lot of podcasts too. He's true crime. Tri- true kind. Con- True crime? Yeah, that. <laughs> she said, I'm going to get kicked off this podcast. <laughs> I, I, did, I actually didn't know he was into true crime. It's a secret little hobby of wow. his. Wow. Um, what a guy. Yeah. So he I actually. I knew I liked him. Huh? I knew I liked him. Right? So he picked this one. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, it's crazy. Because I was like, what am I going to do? He's like, it's crazy. It's dark. Um, good luck. And I read it and I said, you mean to tell me you've had this in your cabinet the whole time? He just dusts it off. It's like, here you go. Yeah, he's like, here you go. And I was like, oh, it's, it's stood out to him. So there's that. Um, it's the cult. Can I try to make a guess? Yes, go for it. Um, okay, wait, hold on. Can I ask a question first? Yeah. Is it like really well known? I don't know, actually. Really? Yeah. Is it Jonestown? No. Okay. Jonestown's just really interesting to me. So Jonestown? I was kind of hoping. No, I almost thought about it. And then I was like, well, I could do a little Kool-Aid fun. Yeah. We try not to do super overdone stuff. But let us know. Except for the ones that we like. 
Yeah. Well, let us know if you want us to do Jonestown. Because it is really interesting. I only really ever knew about the Kool-Aid situation, mm-hmm. which I don't even think I was think Kool-Aid. I think that's what most people think of when they hear Jonestown. Yeah. So that's all I knew about it. And then you go, oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, mine's Canadian. Wow. The main cult leader was French-Canadian, I believe. Mm-hmm. Can't say his last name, and I will not say his last name. Fair. Um, there's murder. There's murder. Mm-hmm. There's, what are those bases called? Compounds? Compound. <laughs> <laughs> we love a cult compound. This is the cult of the Ant Hill Kids. Okay, I don't think I've actually heard of this. I had never heard of this. Again, Bryce just wow. pulled this one out of the closet, and I was like, excuse me. I'm proud of him for that. Yeah. Wow. He really showed us up on that one. He really That's did. Rude. He said, Colts, I got you. And you're you. saying he won't be guessed. Hmm. Sad. That's okay. I mean, you could probably hear him talking on the other side of the wall. So he is a guest. Technically. Always. Yeah. So was that dog. Oh my gosh. A couple gosh. weeks ago now. I don't think she's home. Like, when we went outside. Yeah, her, her truck was in there. Yeah. I don't know where she goes. I think she works for, like, cruise lines. You have strange neighbors. Oh my. It's so much fun here. Y'all just moved here and your neighbors are really strange. I didn't think it'd be this weird. <laughs> I don't think anyone did, Emily. Well, actually, I knew that they did love country music because when we came for our inspection, that's what was blasting. It was like Kenny Chesney Central up in here. And I said, excuse me? I'm a fan of country music, but I don't seek it out, if that makes sense. I'm not a fan of new country. I like 90s country. Yeah. Throw in Shania Twain, and I'm here. I'm a metal girly. I am too. Oh, yes, I know. Um, I just... I'm just not strictly metal. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Usually stuff like country is too happy for me. I can respect that. When music feels too happy to me, it makes me angry. Um, That's I really think I need funny. to go to therapy. I'm, well, your new therapies, we're going to sit on my couch. We're going to watch Shrek 1 and 2. Immediately after, I'm going to indoctrinate you with musicals. And you're going to watch the Muppets movie. And I'm going to teach you every word to Life's a Happy Song. Okay. Emily's crying. <laughs> I've seen a few musicals. Have you seen The Muppets? Which one? Exactly. Okay. You had to ask. Guys, I'm scared. You had to ask. I, I saw the one with the song that was, Am I a Muppet or a Man? Yeah, yeah. It's that one. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. Not enough. Emily, you've never seen Shrek 2. I wasn't allowed to watch Shrek. Take it up with Mama Jacks. I'm just... There are Spongebob families, and there are not Spongebob yeah, families. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to I wasn't SpongeBob. allowed to either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you were allowed to watch Shrek then. Usually those are on the same pipeline. Listen. A girl's gotta sneak her snack. Okay. Um, and that's Shrek. Okay. But I also just... I was allowed to watch Jurassic Park and Ghostbusters too. My mom just doesn't like cartoons because they're annoying. That's usually That's why I wasn't allowed to watch something. You know what my mom said about Spongebob? What? It's Dippy. It's... 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's the most mom term I've ever but heard. I think for Shrek, she called it crude. For sure. I would agree with that one. Yeah. The second I one? I just think she didn't want all of them. I just don't think she wanted her kids, like, I don't know. I can respect the parenting like choice. But. I don't know. They do say bad in quotation words in Shrek, the first one. Okay, yeah. Um, there are quite a few adult comments. Yeah. But it's so good. Shrek 2 is gold. Okay. It's gold. Emily. Okay, I'm sorry. Bryce and I regularly watch Shrek. I'm not even joking. I believe you. Um, on one of our very first dates, it was a group date, we all watched Shrek until 2 a.m. Jeez. Because we watched 1, 2, maybe 3? But it's with his best friend, so it was like... <laughs> well, and I knew them because we all worked at the same soda shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we I... We are full of tangents today. Did not mean to go on that tangent... threatening to hit my dog (laughs) my dog clicker (laughs) not my dog oh my gosh no I don't have a dog I would never abuse animals oh no why are you scared of getting cancelled when we have 40 listeners 40 Spotify listeners. I just love you holding up the dog clicker threateningly like, I will cut this out. I'm crying now. Like, when I when I start telling my long segment, you're going to just start holding it up like you are taking forever. Oh my. I'm crying. Yeah. For reference, is this what I, our dog clickers sound like so we know where to edit? Not my dog. I... I don't hit animals. I love animals. You don't even have a dog. I know. That's why I had to say it. <laughs> I love dogs. Um, Emily does genuinely love animals. I'll back her up on this one. I'm just crying laughing. Me too. It's so funny. I save every picture I've seen of Fritz the Hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> Emily, I have a whole album dedicated to him. We need to take a break. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Um, we're a little calmer now. Maybe a little bit. We're going to actually do our jobs now. Yeah, I'm sorry for blowing out the microphone so many times. Um, I don't hit dogs. I love Fritz the Hippo. And now I'm going to talk about bolts. My abs hurt so bad from laughing. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to giggle. I'm going to be sore tomorrow. Because I don't work out. I'm already sore from my workout. Like, up my sides. Thank you. Um, so anyways, this very tragic case of Colts. It's gonna be a jump, guys. I know you just heard us in a bit of laughter. The whiplash. Woo. Okay, that's what you get. Um, so his name's Rock. It's spelled R-O-C-H. And then... He has a last name that I can't pronounce, nor do I really care because he's kind of trash. Yeah. So, he was the maniacal leader of the Ant Hill Kids, a small group that initially appeared to be an innocent community and free-thinking folks who supported themselves through self-sufficiency in their commune. Um, I also want to note that I got this article. I'm just reading straight from an article today mm-hmm. from Morbidology. You can hear, I think they have a podcast too. 
Oh, okay. Or video format or something. Mm-hmm. They said you can give it a listen. Um, the girl who wrote this, her name's also Emily, so I thought her. <gasps> girl boss. Yeah, basically. Wow. Uh, yeah. Now I move on. So, however, inside the life of the commune, it was much more disturbing than anyone could have ever fathomed. Torture, abuse, mutilation, and murder made up the four walls of the literal house of horrors for the members of the group. So, Rock was born in... I don't even know how to say that. Canada. Um, In 1947, to his parents, he had a very abusive childhood, supposedly. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Uh, His dad denied it. But there were stories of, like, the dad, the son, and then him sitting at the kitchen table playing a game of, like, kick your shins. But they were all wearing steel-toe boots. Jeez. Like, the work, heavy-duty, thick ones. So happy family dynamic and, Basically. He was raised Catholic. Um, and at 13 years old, he quit school. So at 7th grade, he stopped. And then he had an obsession with the Apocalypse and the Old Testament. Never good recipe. Never a good recipe. That's the foundation of most cults for some reason. Specifically the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> Old um, Testament went crazy, though. It I hits hard. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was raised Catholic, like I said, but he converted to the Seventh day Adventist, Adventist church. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just liked their way of life because he had, I think he had alcohol issues. I'm not 100% sure, but I know his dad did. And so he decided to stop, and he was like, hey, these guys don't believe in smoking, drinking, and overall, they have a healthy way of living. So he enjoyed his time at church. He relinquished all those processed foods and everything. Um, Not a healthy cult. A healthy cult. (laughs) Um, Really annoying for some reason. Yeah. But his time with the church was very short-lived. Because quickly, he's like, I'm going to be the big man here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. Mm-hmm. And he started claiming that he was the people's savior. And they were like, get out. He was like, I can reincarnate dead, the dead. And they're like, get out. Yeah. Rightfully so. Oh, absolutely. So. Um, so after he'd been removed from the church, he'd already managed to secure himself a number of followers. By the mid-1970s, Rock had convinced himself that he was the people's savior. He strongly believed that he was put on earth by God to save the world from evil and the upcoming apocalypse. So he now had a new goal, to create a free-thinking commune where his accolades could listen to his teachings and live as equals. He forced his followers to abandon their homes and their families and convinced them that the world and their loved ones were corrupt. Um, Sounds like a cult. Basically. Run of the mill cult. So, Rock and his followers lived accordingly to his personal representation of the Bible, and they accepted him as their god. By 1978, Rock's delusions had grown exponentially, and he predicted that the world would end in February of 1979. Surprised it didn't. We're still here, unfortunately. That was before (laughs) either of us were born. Yeah. It's a good ten years before my brother. He said 79, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, to prepare for the apocalypse, Rock and his followers, four men, nine women, and four children, moved to the Eternal Mountain near the village of St. Something. Please go look it up if you want me to say it. 
It's spelled Saint J O G U E S. Yeah, that's what I, I got. got nothing. Uh, I can't spell out loud or retain letters. You're telling me, from friend. Out loud. You're telling me. I'm looking at it and I can't tell. So here the group uh, built a commune of tents and log cabins. However, February of 1979 came and went and the apocalypse didn't happen. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) According to Rock, the world didn't end because of the differences in the Israelite calendar and the Roman Catholic calendar. What? Duh. Duh. Soon enough, life in the commune had become bizarre. Rock had wanted to increase his followers and did so by marrying quote-unquote, all of the females within the commune and impregnating them. He fathered 20 children by nine different women. Oh my gosh. I hate it here. The women were always pregnant. This sucks. Always. Oh. It always comes down to this. And it's grody. Nasty. I'm pointing, by the way. I say this is grody. He's just nasty and wanted power and to have power over women. Power over everyone. We're going to go through this. Um, so he had a maniacal streak. And that triggered brutal punishments. Um, in 1981, he sliced open a two-year-old, Samuel, after the boy had difficulty urinating. Jeez. You can guess where. Oh my gosh. Uh, so he's a monster. Oh yeah, hardcore. That's why I'm making fun of him. When Samuel wouldn't stop crying after the so-called surgery, Rock had ordered one of his followers, Guy Veer, to beat the young boy who subsequently died from his injuries. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's two. Oh, my gosh. And so here's the thing about Rock. Oddly enough, we talked about the Rock in our last episode. Yes, we did. Not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. We talked about Alcatraz, which is known as the rock. Pelican rock. Yes. Um, so, oddly enough about him, not really oddly, if you were to mention, like, any part of your body hurting to this man, he'd be like, okay, go sit on the kitchen table. That's me pounding on my knee. Um, and he would perform these surgeries for you. So, basically, you and I would die. Basically, I would just never speak again. Tired? Mm-hmm. No. Not me. Head hurts? No. Chronically ill? Not me. No. Chronic pain? Who? Back pain? Don't know huh? her. Basically. Don't know her. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I think there's more in here about that later. If not, just look it up. It's really gruesome. There are some things I that know. I'll never share. Uh. Yeah. We'll let your mind fill in the rest for that. Or don't. Just go watch My Little Pony instead. Or Bluey, the go-to. My Little Pony's my go-to. I'm a pony girl. A brony, if you would. (laughs) 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 Ooh, dead terms. Okay, moving on. So, in a bid to conceal the death, the commune then set the body's boy on fire, or the boy's body on fire. As punishment, Rock castrated Veer and ordered his followers, followers to say that Veer had been trampled by a horse. Oh my gosh, horses don't do that. No. Um, horses and, are nice. Well, he had also cauterized, I think, 
I don't know if it was Veer or not. But, so he had caught or er, castrated him, and he bled for a week straight. Oh, my. That's how you die. He survived somehow. Jeez. Most of the time, people did not survive These the surgeries. These poor people. Well, and so it he sucks. was a sadist. A hundred percent. Okay. So even though they tried to hide it, the truth came out and the police raided the commune and discovered the charred body of Samuel. Rock and eight others were arrested and charged with criminal negligence causing bodily harm. They were all subsequently released. Following the releases, Rock and his followers established a community near Burnt River, Ontario. There, Rock ruled over his followers, including 26 children, most of who were his own, and remaining followers who remained loyal during his incarnation. Well, incineration. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, here, his followers supported themselves by making maple syrup, preservatives, bread, and smoking fish. Rock compared his followers to ants working on an anthill, thus anthill kits. So, they made their money with home goods, essentially. They would make maple syrup, preservatives, Mm -hmm. jelly, jam, what have you, and sell it. And that's how they made their money. Because they all lived on this commune. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, while initially the commune appeared to mesh within the community, Rock began drinking heavily and his drinking increased. So did his violence. So, he was like, bad you guys. Yeah. You don't do that. But mm-hmm. I can because I'm God. Gross. Yeah, nasty. Nasty. Like no. There's a special place for him. Rot, I can't wait to tell you about his existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he exerted control over his followers in cruel ways, and they were too weak, both physically and mentally, to escape. Mm-hmm. He forbade them from speaking to each other without permission and conducted gladiator tournaments. During these tournaments, Rock would force his followers um, into a dirt ring and fight. He became increasingly paranoid that his followers were thinking of defecating and became more violent. I don't think that word's right, but whatever. I don't think so either. He would do that on the cult members, though. Like, as a form of punishment. So I think that's why that word isn't there. See, Emily, um... He's disgusting. I didn't think it could get worse, and then it did. It always gets worse. It always gets worse. I'm only on page two of three. Okay. Yeah. This is a rough episode, friends. Mm-hmm. I miss Alcatraz. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he became increasingly paranoid that his followers were thinking of leaving him, so he became violent. Um, Brock hit all of his followers with belts, but soon introduced hammers and the flat side of an axe. So- Goodness. One lady uh, who was really close to him, I think. I'm not 100% sure. He just whacked her on the back of the head really hard. And uh, all of them were being... Did she die? No. Jeez. They were all just being, like, so abused in every way, shape, and form. I'm surprised that more people have not died from their injuries. Yeah. When I tell you about this lady, the same one that I was talking about, I cannot believe. Wow. If Rock thought the follower was a thinking of leaving the commune, he would suspend them from the ceiling and pluck their hairs out one by one before defecating on them. Rock even had his followers prove their loyalty by breaking their own legs with sledgehammers. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah. In addition, 
wait for it, he ordered his followers to sit on lit stoves, shoot each other in the shoulder, smear feces on one another, and cut off each other's toes. (sighs) Rock also took to sexually abusing his followers and forcing them to eat their own feces. What's with this man in feces? It's disgusting, quite frankly. Oh my gosh. Take a bath and rot. Um, even the children in the commune weren't exempt from violence or sexual abuse. They would be stripped naked and whipped, and if one allegedly misbehaved, Rock would nail them to a tree and oh force the other children to throw rocks at them. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, then one evening during a blizzard, a mother placed her newborn baby outside, allegedly to escape from Rock's violent outburst. I don't blame her. The, yeah. She said she did it for protection. Yeah. Um, yeah. The baby died from the cold. The death led to an investigation in 1987. 14 children were removed from the commune and placed into foster homes. While this could have been, um, more abuse, children's aides were only invested in saving the children and not seeking justice, so the commune continued with just two men and eight women. So after that, the baby had died. Children's aid took all the kids away. Gotcha. They were like, no. Yeah, but but they didn't investigate the rest of it. It was just like a child abuse Mm -hmm. case, basically. Gotcha. Sorry, I'm moving. So the same lady who had left her baby on the patio, um, she had a, I think it's a prolapsed uterus. Jeez. You know where it sticks out? Yeah. Uh... And That's someone, bad. someone named Rock, found out about it. <sighs> it okay. This is gonna be really graphic. Trigger warning. If you want to skip ahead, skip ahead like a minute and a half. I'm gonna be really brief. Okay, here we go. He tried to like tie something around the uterus that was sticking out and pull it out like he would with like a loose tooth. When that didn't work, he had a cone. That he put up there, and that's how she lived for a year. A whole year. This, okay, this woman is entitled to financial compensation in heaven in one way or another. Oh my gosh. She's the one who ratted him out in the end. What a woman. Yeah. I'm proud of her. That's insane. So she did get medical attention afterwards, but for a year she had that stuck up because her uterus fell out of her body. I hope. There had to be lasting damage to her body, right? Like, she probably to had to get a full them. hysterectomy. I was watching a YouTube video of this girl doing her makeup. I don't remember her name. I'm so sorry. Bailey? Not Bailey. She's okay. British. Oh, um, okay. She had also said that at one point the same woman... I wish I remembered her name. Gosh mm-hmm. dang it. Um, she was complaining of a stiff finger. And he was like, okay. So he, like, looked at it, and then before she knew it, he had a hunting knife in her finger on the kitchen counter. And he was like, you know what? I'm not here for this. I'm going to get another beer. So he walked away, and she still has this knife stuck here in her hand. Oh, my gosh. She's bleeding out. I hate this guy. Yeah. Well, and then her arm goes blue. And he's like, oh, that doesn't look too good, does it? And so he starts carving off her arm. For what? I don't know. So there are like chunks of her flesh missing. And he did this to everyone, not just her. I hate it here. Yeah. So that's why like leaving the baby outside is somewhat believable. Oh, absolutely. 
Like, you're not in your right mind. Like, mentally, you're not there anymore. But also just, like, the, like, the mom guilt of, like, how can I choose to keep this baby alive when it would be in this situation? I don't know when we'd be able to get out. Like, mm-hmm. It's I'm not saying it's right. No. I'm just saying I understand. From her point of view, where this is going on daily, no thank you. Like, dying in the cold is better than being tortured to death. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. This is just so bad. It, it keeps going. Um, so Rock became even more violent while, after the children were removed. Mm-hmm. He believed he was a doctor who could perform medical acts on his followers, as stated before. One evening, he had placed a rubber band around one of the testicles of one follower. The scrotum became swollen and infected, and after eight hours, and Rock removed it, and he cauterized, he removed the testicle and cauterized it with a hot iron. I don't know if this man lived or not. We're going to find out. I can't remember. We don't find out. Oh, okay. Jeez. Mm-hmm. If you don't like medical stuff, maybe don't listen to this one. Oh, yeah. That's why I gave the Sorry, extreme friends. warning ahead. So, next, Rock claimed that he had the ability of resurrection. He ordered the followers to remove Bulliard's uterus um, and saw off a portion of her skull. I'm going to leave that there. He did some things to it. However, when she wasn't resurrected, he ordered his followers to bury her body in the grounds of the commune, but first he wanted one of her ribs and kept it around his neck as a necklace. Okay, no, I have heard of this one. Okay, yeah. Spencer Henry covered this on his podcast, Cult Leader. He specifically does a lot of cults Mm -hmm. and other true crime, but no, I... It's I know. I gross. know the other things that happened. And, and I understand why you're leaving it out. Yeah. It's not something we want on here. No. Like, you can find it if you want. I don't recommend finding it because it's something that has clearly stuck with me in a bad way. It, I'll never unlearn these things. So. Yeah. And you thought the earlier stuff was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So Emily we're, and I are traumatized. <laughs> there's, like, war flashbacks going on because it's really that bad. And we're like, looking at each other like, we know... I don't want to make light of it either. Like, I know no. I'm laughing, but it's because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, when you keep hearing my wheezing, it's just, like, disbelief. Because, yeah, it's not cool. We don't think it's funny at at all. No. These are people's lives. Uh, so I'm going to move on now. So then in November of 1988, another member of the commune, Gabrielle uh, Lavely complained that she had a toothache. Rock responded by ripping out a number of her teeth with pliers. Later that night, he chased her with a knife and cut the tendon in one of her hands. Jeez. Yeah, she's the one who had the stiffness in her finger. Goodness. Mm -hmm. So she had to lay on the kitchen floor Mm -hmm. until the following morning because she was draining Mm -hmm. out of blood. Yeah. Oh, he actually hacked her arm off. I don't know how I missed that detail. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, on the 16th of August, she managed to escape from the commune. She hitchhiked to a hospital north of Toronto, and the disturbing truth of the commune was finally laid bare. Yes. It's what the police were waiting for this whole time. They were waiting for a reason to go out there. They didn't have enough, probably. Yeah, like, they had the children, but the children were all removed, so they're like, we 
we can't raid it. And like cults like this are surprisingly secretive. Well, yeah, like they don't. There's only however two men, nine women. Yeah. So, Rock did plead guilty to three counts of aggravated assault and one account of unlawfully causing bodily harm, which is whatever. He received 12 years in prison. However, another member of the cult then led authorities to the body of Bulliard. Rock subsequently pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison without the paucity of parole until 2000. In February of 2011... He was stabbed to death by yes. his cellmate. Um, yes. And the guy was just, like, so nonchalant about it as well. He, He's like, like, I'm done with this dude. He did. And he slashed him. And he went up to the guard and was like, I just killed him. Like, here's my shiv. He's like, I'm, I was done with him. Yeah. He was like, He's a bad dude. I'm here anyways. Drops his weapon is like, take him. Honestly, justice finds people in mysterious ways. Respect. If you're already in there for life, take out the other suckers. It's up to you. Okay, we not don't really. condone killing people, but... Not really, but I'm just glad he didn't get to die peacefully. That's oh, absolutely. All. And I'm glad he didn't commit suicide, because that would have been... That's such a loser oh, way out. Ooh, that it's... makes me mad. I'm glad he at least pled guilty, even though it helped him get off a little bit easier. Yeah. It's just so offensive when they plead innocent. They're like, I didn't do anything. I think it helps that they had a ton of witnesses that were like, dude, there's no way. And literally, like, probably thousands of scars on these poor people where, like, clearly they didn't just fall down. That one girl's arm was hacked off. Yeah, body parts were missing. Uteruses everywhere. This was horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to give an explicit warning. Um, and I can attest because I know what this case is now that Emily did um, kind of touch around the subject. Yes. This is the, like, PG-13 version of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's highly censored. So and that it's can like, just give you a clue as to how horrific this actually was. And now you know why it sticks in all of our brains. Because, like, when you learn about it, you're like, what in all of tarnation? And now you know why we don't typically cover cults. Yeah. Peace and love, it's not going to happen often. This might be the only one. Who knows? <laughs> Unless it's something really interesting. Uh, like Glory v- Vallow. Should we choose to cover her one day? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Because she's gotten enough light. She's crazy. She did it at the end. Yeah. Allegedly, Just I guess. Just a lot of info in that one, too. Anyways. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. So, um, my cult for you today is a little bit different than yours. We have a lady. A lady cult leader. Girl boss. I'm not going to call her a girl boss because she doesn't deserve that title. She's rot boss who rotted a little too close to the garbage. This is like just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's, if it's the one you told me you're doing, I think I remember when this was coming out. Yeah. This is, like, really recent. Mm-hmm. So, this cult is called Love Has Won, and I am pretty much reading from a Rolling Stones article that's, like, a deep dive on the case, and then I have some info that I pulled from Wikipedia, um... But I'm pretty much reading from the Rolling Stone article. I just cut out some stuff to make it a little shorter. 
Yeah. And if I decide to, I'll cut even more as we're recording. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. All right. So let's get started. God is dead, or at least she's shed her physical vessel, ascending from this life to a higher plane of existence, one of pure love and enlightenment. So say the followers of Love Has One, who believe that God is a 45-year-old woman. Interesting. On April 28, 2001, Miguel Lamboy walked into the Salida? Salida Police Department and told authorities that they would find an enshrined, mummified corpse, formerly Amy Carlson, at his house in Crestone, Colorado. Officers documented Lamboy's full report um, in which his association with the group was downplayed, describing the followers living in his house off and on for years as people who temporarily needed a place to stay. He apparently had no knowledge of Amy's death or how his cor- or how her corpse um, she died in Col- California, by the way. He had no idea how it ended up in his Colorado home, supposedly. Oh, supposedly. <laughs> Mr. Lamboy stated that he got up this morning, April 28, 2021, um, left for Denver, and left for Denver, Colorado, reads the, I guess, case. Um, Mr. Lamboy stated that he left Denver and went to Buena Vista, Colorado, and then returned to his residence. Mr. Lamboy stated that this is when he found the deceased female, who he knew to be Amy. Mm -hmm. So when police officers arrived at his house in Crestone, they found Carlson immediately. They could see a twinkling, multicolored makeshift shrine from down the hallway. The scent of sage hung in the air, according to an officer on the scene. The room was decorated much like a child's bedroom, with rainbows and hearts and stars. A few stuffed bunny toys perched atop the mantle above Carlson's body, as if keeping a vigil. She sat atop a bed, wrapped in what appeared to be a sleeping bag, and decorated with Christmas lights. Oh, I remember the visual now. It's really weird. It's... Keep going. (laughs) Um, Her body was in an advanced state of decomposition. Her eyes had deteriorated to the point that they appeared to be missing entirely. Um, and the area around the empty sockets had been dusted with glitter makeup. Her. Side note, someone do that when I die. Slay. <laughs> her lips had receded, causing her teeth to protrude from her mouth. She was shockingly thin, and her, lip, her skin was blue. Though authorities wouldn't have known that her skin had already begun turning blue over the previous few months. Wow, they painted her. One of the officers is heard remarking on a body cam that was later released. Oh no! Is no! Blue? Officer, no! <laughs> was it? Those poor officers. That would be so traumatic. They're like, I don't give a up for this. <laughs> no! And wasn't she, correct me if I'm wrong, the twinkle lights were wrapped around her body? Yeah. Like a Christmas tree yeah. and a mummy tent. Uh huh. Listen, I'm a fan of mummies. She's in a little sleeping bag. But do it the right way where the authorities know. This is really weird. Yeah. So, um, that's just decomp, said another officer. No, it's not. Um, he leaned forward, shining a light onto Amy's face, illuminating it for other officers in the dim blue lighting. Decomp and mummification. That's what I'm guessing at this point. I know that, like, 
I don't think they painted her, but I know it wasn't natural because you can go kind of blue, but you're more gray-green. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Thanks, Emily, for the body facts. You're welcome. (laughs) Seven of Amy's followers were present, along with two sleeping children, according to Lamboy's two-year-old son. Whoa. Including, not according to, the two-year-old. The two-year-old's just spouting facts. He's like, listen, (laughs) these people are crazy. He's like, okay, so I watched them go from point A to point B. (laughs) Get them. He's got like his little notebook. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Like Blue's Clues notebook. Like a -a Etch-A-Sketch. I love it. Okay. um, I've never seen a group of people be so nonchalant about a dead person in their back room. The back room. This is from a corporal. He later told NBC this before he was hit with a gag order. So, told to be quiet. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, huh? No, it was just that gross. Um, seven <laughs> of Amy's followers were arrested and charged with abuse of a corpse and child abuse. All the charges would be later dropped. The scene was a grotesque spectacle unlike anything that Crestone had ever seen. But how things developed to this point and how they would pro- progress in the aftermath over whoa, offer a glimpse into what happens when streaming culture, a fringe spiritual sect, and conspiracy theory thinking collide. At the center of it all is the story of one central character, Amy Carlson, a woman who aspired to live and die as a god. Former Lovis One members have described it as a cult but it is also an internet content machine, churning out videos, social media posts, and blog articles at a fevered pace while supporting itself on donations and snake oil e-commerce. Snake oil? That reminds me of Parks and Rec with snake juice. Have you seen Parks and Rec? Um, Tom makes snake juice, and he sells it. Ew. But it's got, like, an an amazing amount of alcohol like the content level is so freaking high that everyone just like goes crazy maybe that's what was in their snake oil though the group has since splintered it has left behind thousands of hours of video content as well as tombs of written material to date love has one's primary youtube channel features over 2700 videos and the group continues to release content on a daily basis their message their messaging is unlike other religious groups, openly brash, energetic, and foul-mouthed, able to insult members of their audience in one breath and tell them that they love them in the next. They are unafraid of offending. In fact, they seem to revel in it. Yikes. Before she was Mother God, Amy Carlson was a manager at a McDonald's in Houston, <gasps> Texas. <laughs> the way I gasped. Watch out who's making your burgers, y'all. Watch out who's leading your cult. That too. (laughs) (laughs) But they go to burger flipping school at McDonald's, so. I only think it's owners that do that, but whatever. Other facts about Mother God, according to her followers. She loves sriracha. Same. Beat Bobby Flay. (gasps) She loves Bobby Flay. Um, And cell phone games. She is this. What? She is a close relationship with the spirit of Robin Williams, who provides her with spiritual counsel. I'm offended for Robin Williams. Me too. Oh, what? 
I told you this is crazy. I mean... I told you. I guess, to each their own. It's weird, though. Oh, yeah. Amy's accolades claim that Mother God is over 19 billion years old and has lived over 500 lives. She's in constant conflict with Cabal, a shadowy global organization determined to keep humanity in a low vibrational state. In her most recent life, the one that just ended, the Cabal tried to assassinate Amy nearly 600 times, but she foiled each attempt. Wow. The Cabal is described as a group of minions of reptilian and Anumaki, ancient extraterrestrials and or Sumerian deities. Like the lizard people that live in the mountain? Huh. Yeah. Depending on whom you ask, um, depending on who you ask, they are the global elite tied to the Illuminati. They pull the world's sinister strings, orchestrating the dark sham that is modern life in which everything from wars to mass shootings and pandemics are all illustry, engineered to keep human humanity mirrored in a state of fear. So this is, we're getting into the belief system, basically. Nice. I read a book about this. Really? Well, just about, like... The Illuminati? No, like, lizard people. Oh, okay. It was a horror book, but it was oh. really good. Um, Phantoms by Dean Koontz. I was like, Emily, what are you reading? Listen... I do things in my past time. <laughs> she, she said it was an autobiography. Don't worry. Anyway. Autobiography. <laughs> Welcome to my cult. A high-level overview of Amy's role in Love Has Won, according... Well, Love Has Won lore, sorry. According to their YouTube videos, reveals that the belief that Amy Carlson was Jesus Christ, Cleopatra, and Marilyn Monroe, along with other historical figures... Wow, she's got a... Quite the rap sheet. The rap sheet, um... Yeah. yeah. That's a and lot of people. by the way, I'm reading fast because we have a lot of ground to cover in this. Okay, I'll stop interjecting. No, you're good. We have to still be people during this. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And it's 9.30 at night. Yeah. Uh, she was the queen of the mythical ancient city of Lemur... I don't know how to say it. Before his violent fall, during which time they say Donald Trump was her father. <gasps> no, yeah, they love Donald Trump. I'm not surprised, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Amy's goal was to lead, to lead uh, 144,000 believers into the awakened 5D plane of existence, leaving behind the shackles of the broken 3D world. Okay those left behind would be destroyed and their energies will be recycled into the sun love has won has always been clear that ascending to the 5d world involves taking their physical bodies yeah taking their physical bodies not dying i don't know (laughs) okay so they believe in ascension basically uh they expected amy to ascend into a starship or through a portal in the ocean I don't know. Um, I love a good portal in the ocean. Over time, Love as One has had a few dozen core members who have resided with the group in person, as well as an estimated one to 200 ambassadors, remote followers who stayed connected online. Ambassadors um, tended to communicate through Facebook and large group chats on Skype. 
Outside the main group residing with Amy, there are also auxiliary groups meeting in person in Australia, South Africa, and Central America. Wow. This was really big because it had, like, internet involved. The internet will take you places. Also, I'm laying on the floor now. If I sound weird or you hear my microphone moving. Don't worry about it. I'm just laying here listening. But to understand what any of this has to do with Amy's rapid decline in health and ultimate death, it is important to understand that in the love as one and belief system, all the world's external suffering had to be played out physically upon Amy's body. According to their doctrine, Amy's body acted as a filtration system, cleansing the world of negative energies and low vibrations, causing her indescribable physical suffering. So she's the Brita filter of the earth. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. Okay. At various times, Love as One's followers even claimed that if Amy died, everyone on the planet would die. Her followers were meant to shield her from the damage through their faith and right action. Amy Carlson was not supposed to physically die. That was always a possibility, but it was no one's plan. I mean, at least they accept the fact that, like, it could have happened. Yeah. And not, like, I don't know, they're expecting her Mm -hmm. to live on for eternity. In that physical form. Mm-hmm. So, look, we're going back to the beginning. Okay. So, Amy Carlson was a sweet and pleasant country girl growing up, the eldest of three sisters born in a small Kansas town outside of Wichita. Wichita? Wichita. Wichita. Wicket. I don't remember now. It's a place. Kansas, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, growing up, her mom mentioned that she clung to childlike aesthetics, like the unicorn and rainbow thing. Same. And she, like, really wasn't a leader growing up, and that, like, came much later. Interesting. Obviously. That's actually surprising for a cult leader. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, as a child, according to Love is One lore, Amy's uh, divine powers had already begun manifesting. Um... Aricha, Arigna, Faith, I'll call her Faith, one of the Love as One's longest standing members recounts being told that by four or five years old, Amy was talking to angels and her parents had taken her from church to church seeking insight and advice from pastors. In one instance, she was said to have an outburst in the middle of a sermon. The pastor said something that she knew was a lie since she was Jesus and yelled you are lying <laughs> and had to be <laughs> you are <from> lying <laughs> um could you imagine though just like this little kid standing up in like the pews being like you're lying by the way amy's family said this never happened oh yeah i'm sure because they're normal people yeah <laughs> also I- she's not jesus surprise surprise no, yeah yeah she's just a she's person. a person like the rest of us By her early 20s, Amy had three children. She had been married and divorced once. Her family asserts that she became increasingly disconnected from her kids. She wasn't very maternal, her mother remarks. She just didn't have that warmth. She had no problem leaving her children with other people. By mid-2000s, Amy began to develop a preoccupation with new age spiritual thought. Surprise, Mm -hmm. surprise. She became a regular on the website lightworkers.org forums where she began chatting with a man who went by Amareth White Eagle. Interesting. White Eagle, who did not respond to the multiple requests for comment, (laughs) 
would later become the first father god to her mother god. It also, it's also then that Amy's first uh, publicly claimed to have begun experiencing otherworldly phenomena, specifically in a post from September 1st, 2007, where she claimed an etheric, an etheric voice revealed to her that she would one day become the president of the United States. Wow. I'm sad to see that didn't come to pass. Mm-hmm. Glad Trump did, though. At least she was. Oh, sorry. dear. Sorry, be nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> no politics, Emily. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she was inching closer and closer to abandoning her former life completely. She began re- referring to Amrith White Eagle as her twin flame, that they were two bodies sharing a single soul. Amy would go on to find several twin flames over the years, but she explained that each of these subsequent partners was a vessel for the same father god energy, which was too large to be contained to one human being. There would be many father gods, but there would only be one mother god. How convenient. Yeah. It was Amrith White Eagle who told Amy that she was god. Uh, And it was the beginning of the story that would continue long after White Eagle was out of the picture. Tara Flores found Amy's departure from her family jarring and unexpected. It seemed very sudden, Flores said. It was Amrith, and I could tell by the way that he talked. It sounded like the things Amy was saying when she left. She wasn't even making sense. I couldn't get through to her. That's when she completely flipped a switch. Severing her connection to everything she'd known before, Amy headed west toward Colorado to fulfill her mission, to awaken every human being on the planet. To weaken? Awaken. Oh, I was like, what? You know, the whole 3D to 5D thing, yeah. I guess. Which, like, what? It's like an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to avatar. Uh, Crestone, Colorado, with this jaw-dropping vistas and vast expanse... Whoa. <laughs> vast expanses of wilderness was the ideal place for a love as one to blossom. People feel close to the divine there, nestled on the edge of San Luis Valley. Crestone is home to everything from Hindu to um, Roman Catholic monastery. They got a little sprinkle of everything. Yeah. In more recent years, New Age spiritualists, healers, and UFO (laughs) enthusiasts. I'm so sorry. It's like almost 10 o'clock. In short, Crestone is full of believers of all kind. Okay? Yes. That's what we're trying to say. We got it. On December 10, 2007, Amy wrote that she had released her 3D relationship, left her husband and kids, and that as soon as she had the funds, she would move to be with her mountain man in Colorado. It oh. wasn't long before she did, leaving behind her family permanently and heading to Crestone. January 14th, 20. 2009 marks the very first Love Has Won YouTube video. Amorous White Eagle speaks in a calming, loving tone over the soundtrack of Closer to Heaven. <laughs> uh, White Eagle told viewers that they were loved unconditionally and to look inside themselves for his own divine likeness, that if they did so, their joy would overflow. Creepy. Yeah, not overly bad, though. At least she's giving them confidence. And not just telling them through the scum of the earth, even though she probably wants to. So she eventually ends up leaving um, White Eagle. 
So Amy kind of transitioned from playing a supporting role as White Eagle's partner to serving herself as a deity. Hmm. Um, Details of the split are murky, but when Amy left, she went with a man named Miguel Lamboy, who would soon become known as Archangel Michael Silver. (laughs) I hate it here. (laughs) Soon, Amy was living in a lovely forest home beside a river, typically with Lamboy behind the camera. Interesting. I do want to say at least she left her family and didn't kill her family. Fair. Yeah. So with Lamboy, keep in mind, this is the person at the beginning who reported the body. Oh, okay. So this is like when they really like start the cult and they basically made it a non-profit charitable organization. Mm-hmm. But also... They did this thing where they had this online shop that was full of Snake things oil. that were supposed to cleanse you spiritually, and they would offer sessions where they would heal you, like, okay. over Skype for $88. $88? Yeah. To be cleansed? Yeah. You're joking. It was, like, a really big scam. Um, I'm skipping through. Maybe I'll start doing that. charging people just to tell them you're healed okay so to kind of summarize here because this article is very long-winded she's hefty um so basically while this whole thing is happening they're gaining more and more followers they're doing the classic cult thing where it's like your money is my money um how nice of you and amy starts drinking like a lot like a lot a lot like not eating really like oh she's going the monk path drinking preservatives but she's also taking the liquid silver stuff like a lot okay it's very similar to the snake oil thing where it's just like a scam Mm -hmm. peace and love i think in small quantities like it does have some benefits for certain things yeah um but it's not a cure-all like people make it seem like magnesium it's not a cure-all i've tried we move on yeah so basically the more she drinks the more abusive she becomes it's yeah it's a pattern um -hmm. there was a lot of reports of manipulation not letting her followers sleep for days sometimes even weeks absolutely not um and there was a lot of loyalty tests oh some of them were like in mother's god's previous life you didn't save her life okay get out i'm not even kidding that literally happened uh, um and they were like what i wasn't there he's like oh my gosh but um yeah things are not going good her family when they do see her which is very rare her weight is extremely low she does not look good like things are is this her like parents family or like her children parents okay like her mom mostly um they wanted her to get medical attention they wanted her to get mental help yeah obviously (laughs) Um, so her skin was now strikingly blue uh, from the 
result of her excessive use of colloidal silver, which is what I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. She was extremely thin, and each time she appeared in a video, she was somehow even thinner. And remember, they released, like, videos every single day. Yikes. Like, tons of them. Um, they even, her family even brought her on to Dr. Phil. Woo, my guy! Yeah, so... We love a guy who pretends to be a therapist. Basically, <laughs> on this episode, they had brought up several of the more well-known instances of Amy's alleged abusive behavior. Um, among our alleged instances in which she mistreated a cat... As well as in one, she locked a distressed child in a closet repeatedly as a form of punishment, commanding them, you need to surrender now. Surrender now. To a child? Yes. What? They don't know what that word means. Also, I'll mention here in their videos, they were spreading very racist things. Ew. Um, Anti-Semitic things. They said the Holocaust wasn't real. Get out. Yeah. Racist. And also, I think, homophobic things as well. Well, yeah, if they're racist, um, anti-Semitic. They were just terrible. Yeah, we're just going to lump them in with terrible yeah. people. And they tried to do the whole compound thing in Hawaii, which is really funny because the Hawaiian people are not to be messed with. No. And she claimed to be one of their gods, Pele, uh, which is real bad mad disrespectful (laughs) and they basically got driven out by the people and the governor the governor is like you know what you did get out when they were like are you gonna do something like we're gonna be like like we're getting discriminated against and he's like you know what you did uh you're the one with the discrimination here friends no it was crazy like who are you to come to our land claim it as your own and then claim to be our god you're fired absolutely fired he literally said i am blown away by the ignorance um they are predators they are not part of the community kick them out mm-hmm. throw them in the volcano not really but i'm skipping around a lot because they do say terrible things and use a lot of profanity and we try not to do that on this yeah plus they're just terrible so yeah so let's kind of just move on to the last days why don't we we got it we got it yeah we're here for the mummy anyways yes exactly that's pretty much all i wanted to share because i was like huh (laughs) she's a what so those around her described the last months and weeks of amy's life as uh physically torturous she spent most of that time in bed as she had for the last few years but castillo which is new father god by the way Mm -hmm. i don't like him Uh, And others would carry her to the shower as well, where she would spend hours. The water provided some relief from her pain. According to Faith, Amy was tortured like a lab animal. I don't know. Um, Okay. (laughs) In April of 2021, like I said, this is recent. recent. Yeah. Amy was at the group's rental property in um, California. Amanda Ray of Rising Above what (laughs) rising above love has won claims that she spoke to the group's landlord who told her that he spoke to amy on april 10th and that he told her goodbye as her condition seemed so dire that he had a sense that she would soon pass Ooh, yeah around this time amy's family had um and concerned viewers contacted authorities which resulted in a wellness check 
Amy's followers informed them that she had relocated to another property. It is unclear if she was even alive at that time, though Love is One members maintain that she had moved out of that rental property, but with no answer as to where she could have gone. Oh, she's definitely dead. She just um is taking a vacation even though she can't take a vacation and also she's not here anymore, so don't even try looking. It's really weird. Like what? Yeah. Um perhaps most shockingly, Amy at times asked for medical intervention and her followers apparently denied it. Worried that the cabal might get to her. Remember Illuminati Dark oh, Horses thing? That's, that's that right. Is. Everyone's part of the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Uh there have been moments when mom has asked us to take her to a 3D hospital and we're like, nope, because there's just no way. And we know exactly how hijacking works. I love that they refer to it as a 3D hospital. Though. And also hijacking. Yeah. Because what? What? Wait, what were they trying to hijack? I don't even know. Her body? I read through this article like three times. They were like trying to assassinate her or something supposedly. Well, yeah, everyone's out to kill her. She's the mother god. Yeah. The one and only. So, basically, they're like, we we can't, we can't let that happen. They were worried that when they took her to surgery, she would be kidnapped by the Illuminati. Oh, yeah, and she'd be killed and they'd replace her. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, that's all. Okay. Um, (laughs) it's unclear exactly when she passed away. According to leaked private group chats between Leva's one members, in April 2021, photos began circulating of Amy in bed, unconscious and potentially already deceased. At this point, Amy is in California. Back at the primary Colorado headquarters, members received regular updates on Amy's condition. On a live stream on April 16th, um, one of the members told viewers, Mom is not doing good. She's very, very, very close. And that is pretty much all we know. So, pray. She's slowly, slowly pulling out of her vessel. Later on the same day, um, more, they gave more updates. Uh, Mom is going to send tonight. Woo! It's literally what they said. Oh, okay. Because they thought she was going to go up in a spaceship. Oh, yeah. So. They always assume they're going to get to go into a spaceship. Oh, what yeah. is that? So, more viewers and her parents, um contacted authorities again mm-hmm. um but apparently the ambulance was turned away when it got there by followers yikes yeah so the following morning um one of the members seemed to believe that she was gone i just dropped something <laughs> um so we don't get to just stop now we have to keep going for mom so grateful that she's not in pain now so grateful that she's at peace. But a few hours later, in a follow-up stream, he seemed to indicate that Amy was still alive, saying that mom is resting, but she's still kicking butt for us. I don't know. So she's police, definitely dead. Yeah. Definitely. Police recovered Amy's body on the 28th. At that time, authorities believed that she had been dead for some time, though they didn't know how long. Uh, as of this writing, the coroner's report has still not been released. Huh. I should have looked it up, my bad. That's fine. It took her long enough to be mummified. Like, her eyes weren't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I know they had transported her. Um, Mm -hmm. And that might have something to do with it, but also whatever she was taking that made her blue, the silver, whatever. Yikes. 
her body was loaded with silver literally silver she's like the radium girls but not radium metal not detector girls <laughs> um so followers insist that amy had a pulse when the county police recovered her body what mm-hmm. they also claim that she occasionally moved her hands during the time in which um followers kept her enshrined um faith remarks that she's eager to see the revolt results of the autopsy as she suspects it may (laughs) it may detail inexplicable phenomena that has never been scientifically documented no after all why wouldn't (laughs) why wouldn't an autopsy of god incarnate have the potential to turn up something miraculous yeah no i was gonna say she was silver um and the reason her hands were moving is because there was probably live animals moving it around eating her corpse the police were like no she's dead guys it's she was dead when we got there crusty very dead crispy crunchy crusty yeah that's gross and yet for those in the group the results of the autopsy are essentially moot it is the position of love has won that amy carlson mother god has ascended to the 5d plane of existence shedding her bodily vessel but she is not dead in the way that most people understand um like the afterlife or like they don't believe in the afterlife she's just like she's just particles in the air now yeah because it's like the new age thing i guess i don't know okay i say okay like i understand a reminder of the abuse of this cult to remind you that this isn't just a group with hard harmless ideations oh yeah no for sure um so the group offered etheric surgery which costs 88 dollars per session claiming that would remove sickness and negative energy from the body the group has been described as a cult by ex-members in numerous media outlets ex-members accused the group of physical abuse and sleep deprivation with members allegedly only being allowed to sleep for four to five hours a night absolutely not i would mm-hmm. be so grumpy so the county sheriff's office reported that they received many complaints about the group from families about brainwashing and fraud in may 2020 a member of the group was found wandering the wilderness disoriented naked and dehydrated after being described by the group as lacking right energy oh and being on the wrong side of the mountain. (laughs) Despite the group banning drink and drugs from members, Carlson was accused of drinking in large amounts and behaving abusively afterwards, as mentioned. Because it doesn't apply to her. Yes, the group featured on an episode of Dr. Phil where Carlson and two members were confronted with claims of abuse, which they denied. Um, I want to know what Dr. Phil did. I'm going to go find that episode. Yeah. And also, they were anti-Semitic and racist. And terrible. And terrible, horrible. That is the love has one cult. Sorry, I jumped around so much. It's all good. I didn't want to keep talking about them. (laughs) I gave up. That's okay. We learned about the mummy. We learned be nice to everyone. Yeah. Um, We learned don't mess with Hawaiians or anyone's culture for that matter. Fact keep your own business and don't sell things that literally don't do anything don't turn yourself blue don't turn yourself blue don't 
drink and never eat anything. Don't become abusive. Mm-hmm. If you do, check yourself. Go to therapy. Exactly. <laughs> the real moral of the story, go to therapy. This episode <laughs> is getting super long. Thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully you were okay during this and hopefully we can edit it so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Plug in your heating pads. Take your meds. And stay spooky. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Goodbye.